People say he ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning Pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. What's up, folks? Before we get started with this episode of the Josh Terry Podcast, we just want to give a big thank you to all of our sponsors. Blazer88. Please go check them out on all social media platforms. Pearl promoting Down Yonder Hat Co., our OnlyFans Girl of the Month, Miss Bailey at the Modern Day Cowgirl on OnlyFans. Miss Kimley Insurance, please call her and get a quote today. She's over in Sneed, Alabama. She's got two offices. Call over there. Tell her Josh Terry sent you. Cottonfield Grill, Lori's Dive-In, Back Road Park Event Venue. Hashtag 601 Roofing King, Mr. Bubba. Look him up, too. He also has Blue Collar Alliance on social media. Christina Martin Photography. She takes all of our pictures. She goes everywhere with us now. She is great. Mr. Ron over at Cashman's and Sophia's in the library. Thank you for being a sponsor. Project K9 Hero. Thank you, Mr. Jason Johnson, for being on board. Now, let's roll into the episode. What's up, folks? Thank you all for tuning into the Josh Terry Podcast. We just got done recording a cool little show with uh, Project K9 Hero about their event coming up this weekend. But I got two of my favorite people I have in here for shows. So I was like, hell with it. We got an hour to kill. Why not record one more? So, uh, I want to introduce you to my guys and my girls here. Uh, and also, thank you to our new engineer, Mr. Cooper. High Coop. school kid. Cooper's the shit, guys. Like, I ain't got to touch nothing. He's also a hell of a little musician. Uh, thank you, Coop. We appreciate it. Um, Cam Harden, my boy. What's up? One of the coolest people right now going on social media. And my favorite big titty bitch. Miss Brooklyn, <laughs> that is that is how you do it right there. That's a fucking intro. Okay. Ew. What are you saying ooh for? It's just about angles. Why do you get the better you angles? Because it's my show, bitch. Let's switch seats. No, 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 no. Well, next He's time. He's got a whole ass ring light over there. It's a pretty good ring, like, angle. Yeah, just click OK on it's that. It's a terrible yeah. angle. Yeah, no, uh, it's a good angle. It's pointed down at your cleavage. True. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think shit through, bro. I think shit through. Anyway, uh, I figured like a lot of us had shit going on lately, and when we did the show at holidays or the holiday special, <coughs> none of us really got to talk about fuck anything we want to talk about. Uh, Brooklyn, I, you've been battling with this. I thought it was you or whatever the stuff with the church and everything on your social media. Till <laughs> did you see this? Yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. I, I thought, thought it was her. <laughs> I was no, like, literally, Josh fuck? messaged me and was like, "Is this about you?" Yeah. I've had people that know me that reached out and was like, did you get a divorce? I was literally like looking through all your pictures and trying to figure out when that happened. Yeah, I did too. Like, and I was like, I know this bitch has only been married to Sean. I don't even care. I just let it roll. Think what you want. It was funny to me though. It is very funny. Yeah. Uh, Cam, I want to know the other day, uh, first off, you got to hook me and your buddy Red up for the three of us to do a show. Absolutely. I would love to meet him. But y'all's meet and greet shit looks like it's going really good, dude. 
Yeah, pretty smooth. I mean, we did. Uh, we were up in Gatlinburg, uh, uh, Pigeon Forge, basically, but um, we meandered around Gatlinburg and dropped in and out of shops. Uh, Red's got a humongous following, Red Utley. I think he's Lucky underscore Red 85, if you guys want to look at him up. Um, he's, got a, he's got a lot of love in the Gatlinburg area. I mean, he's lived up there and he works up there. He's been in and out of them like shops and, and has done all kind of stuff. So he's a big deal up there. And, and uh, me and him walking around, of course, he looks like a hillbilly. Uh, with a long red beard and the hat and the overalls, and I walk around. I don't with a cowboy like being hat. called the knockoff version of him either. By the way, because I feel like I'm older. Am Who I said older that? than him? Uh, no, he's uh, actually older than us. Is he older than us? Yeah, a couple years, but yeah. Uh, he seems cool. He's who- seasoned, and uh, so dude, he was on Big Brother with. Yeah, yeah, but who said that you were the knockoff version? Oh, uh, last time me and Cam did a live. Oh yeah, as soon as we like, jump yeah, in, they on were this like, live is that, after is this? that the yeah, wish version of red? I was like, fuck you. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, Dollar General Red, I think, was one of them. Yeah, and I was like, first off, kiss my ass. That's <laughs> yeah. funny. But going up and down Gatlinburg with him is, is really funny because, I mean, he's dressed like he's dressed, and I'm normally in cowboy boots and cowboy hat and all kind of stuff. So we, we definitely stick out for sure, even in that setting, especially in L.A. When we walk up and down in Hollywood, people are like, holy shit. You guys how it, how is that, here. dude? Like, Because y'all don't look like y'all would fit into L.A. No, we don't. But to be honest, nobody fits fits in LA unless you're trying to be the craziest version of yourself in which case you will get seen aside from that though it's a lot of tourists and tourists are people like us so when they see us walking down the road they stop us which is kind of it's kind of fun especially in Gatlinburg we have a a large following there too so people would be driving down the middle of the road stop in the middle of the road stop traffic roll their window down and be like come take a picture with me and I'm like this is not safe but I'm on my way. <laughs> Yo, it was obviously that you stood out, so it probably what. But it's even been like places that we've been mm-hmm. since you got home. It's like I didn't realize. Like I'm not knocking it or nothing. It's just I told you this before. I don't watch a lot of reality TV right. anyway. I didn't realize what a big deal Big Brother was to everybody. And since we've been home, I've seen the fanfare that you received. Yeah. And this is like this motherfucker. Maybe I should have done reality TV. You can a podcast. You can. Um, I'll help. I'll help run the podcast while you're gone. You can do stuff like that. Yeah, I would people, get, I can get you on some stuff. You, I get kicked I, off in the first fucking day. Dude, you wouldn't make it to the first audition. They would do a. They would do a social media scrub for oh, your yeah. shit to to keep them from getting liable. And they would be like, never mind. Yeah, I was scared when American Idol put that fucking mic on me last week, <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, I was like, Cam had to go through this for fucking months. Yeah. I had to go through it for an hour. Were you, like, told to censor yourself? Like, what was that about? No, no. no. They told me. Well, first off, it was very nice of Will to do it, but I didn't really ask for it. Like, we're just close. Like, he's Will's one of those people like you guys are to where he believes in success is bringing everybody that cares about along. Mm -hmm. So, like, he wanted somebody to introduce him. He asked me if I would. And, like, they, I didn't realize American Idol was going to be part of it. I mean, I knew, like, you're obviously they're filming for fucking American Idol. Right. Right? But I didn't realize they're going to be like, hey, we want to mic you up and get everything that you say, too. I thought it was just going to be them cutting the very last thing that I say to Will Mosley and then Will coming on damn stage. Like, I didn't realize. I, and I didn't want it. Like, anytime Cam's doing something or, or Will's doing something or any of the rest of my friends, I don't like being in the spotlight. Like, it's their time. Yeah. Like, I don't like people that overstep when it's like, it's like, let them fucking shine. Let them do whatever. And it's not like I think I'm going to overshadow mm-hmm. them or whatever. But, like, you got people that just are like, 
man, I just I want to steal your sunshine, pretty much. It's like, yeah. I don't want to do well, that Well, I mean, to my that's, that's why the crew, like, all of us, the crew, when we hang out and do stuff together, we're on that same accord. Because whenever we went, you know, to support him, we stood stood side stage, if not all the way back at the truck. Like oh, we didn't yeah. want to be. I didn't go into the crowd. I didn't go to like to the food truck. I didn't. I didn't even like step foot close to the stage until like after everyone started leaving. And then I was like, I just want to sit down for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> but, there's people there that knew Cam though. That was pretty fucking cool though. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just everybody's. I keep saying it, but I'm manifesting it at this point to where I've never ever said it before. But this is my year. I know, but it's not just my year. It's Cam's year. It's Cole's year. It's Will's year. It's your year. It's anybody that is in our circle, I know that this year is the year, the life-changing year. We talked about this easily a year and a half ago. We were playing golf, and I remember we were on like 17 at, at was it Uchi? I think we were at Uchi. Probably. 17 on Uchi, and we like stopped in the middle of the, in the middle of, uh, the whole and we were just like this is going to be a big deal in about a year and a half like yeah. like this is going to be this is going to be a lot of fun because you and I both we we agree that we had a separate mindset than a lot of people that we grew up around but similar in the sense that we are small town guys and we love our family and we love our friends we're going to bend over backwards to help them but we have we think a little larger than some of them and that makes us weird. we don't have a small town mindset no we right. don't we don't we don't kind we of know mesh that there's life the, past the city limit lines. Yeah, we don't we don't really mesh with the thought process. Um, I mean, so did, even on the accord of like they just got a liquor store in Eastman, like two. Oh no and shit! I didn't even I, had, losing, I didn't even know they had done that yet. People are losing their minds. I bet they are online. They're like, we're going to hell. We're sinning. This this awful. And I'm like, freaking Bible Belt. These are the same yes. people. These Gosh. are the same people that are hollering about rights, like brother. I am you free as shit. If I want to buy liquor, I'm going to go buy liquor. Yeah, you can't have it both ways, dude. No. Me and uh, me and the girl I did the show with last night, our OnlyFans girl of the month, uh, at Modern Day Cowgirl uh, on OnlyFans, um, we talked about it last night, and those same people that want to put on that front, and it's not every single one of them, but I do believe 50% are a little bit more. The same people that want to sit there and holler about that liquor store are the same people that's got a fucking liquor cabinet filled. Oh, hell. Yeah, no. It's the same people that are attempting to have some sort of a foothold or some sort of position or title yeah. in, the, in society, in their community, in that community. A lot of people don't even believe what they're spouting on Facebook. They just know, if I don't say this, people are going to think that I'm in favor of it, and that will not get me good graces. Well, it's not, not going to get them in good graces with the good Lord. Yeah. No, no, he knows. He knows yeah, what's going on, but they just want to make sure that they're in good graces with the church politics and every you know school boards and everything else that's going on. Nobody wants to be sucking hind tits, so to say. So they're like, I'm going to get in front of this thing and let, <laughs> let my fake stance be known. Yeah. yeah, I figured out a long time ago, dude, that you can lie to everyone in this world besides two people, and that's yourself and God. And those seem to be the only two people that actually matter about your opinion. Like, why do I have to put on a front for everybody else? I don't. I, I've made it to where now I'm comfortable with whatever. Somebody from our hometown sees some shit I put on social media. It's like, okay, if you're pissed off about it, you're pissed off about it. I'm not. Probably made me money or there's a reason why I'm doing it. Like, you're mad because of something that I can't control and that's your life. 
Like, why? I'm not sitting here going on your posts or going on what you do and saying, oh, you're a bad person and all this kind of shit. Like, no, motherfucker, I'm letting you live your life. Let me live mine. It's so funny to rope it back around from liquor, <laughs> for, from liquor all the way back to what Brooklyn's been going through this week, which I find interesting because you and I have already talked about the fact that, I mean, Josh and I have gone to the same churches. We grew up yep. in the same churches. Like, I say that with plural because... I'm not gonna say we got kicked out of certain churches, but we just weren't welcome. I there were some no. times when I just didn't feel welcome. There were some times when I didn't feel like I was um just like involved. I wanted to be involved, but it was as if they didn't want us involved. Well, it's one of those things to where it's not necessarily you're dying for them to ask you to be part of something. Yeah. But you wanna feel like they're gonna ask you to be part of something. Yeah. So you so it's like they don't see you differently. Yeah. And that was where, we, where we're from, and I love a lot of people that go to that church. I yep. do. I've got a lot of family members that go to that church that I'm not close with anymore because I live a different life than them. But there were a lot of times that you just wanted to be included. Yeah. And they didn't include you. Listen, like, I got a skill set. I got some talents that the Lord gave me, and I wanted to use them. I wanted to, I wanted to bring people into the church the way that the church brought me into it. And... uh you know, the answer a lot of times was, well, we do need some help in the nursery. And I'm like... Yeah, I'm not helping with kids. Brother. <laughs> Lord well, didn't give me that talent. Well, well, let me ask you this. This is where, like... And I've said it so many times on the show. I think when I started the show, I found out more that I believe this, that there's warriors in this world and there's preachers in this world. There's people that are supposed to be squeaky clean because that's all a squeaky clean person's going to listen to. But I think there's something special about... If you served in the military, if you're a fucking hardened biker, if you've been to prison or jail and you still have faith and you still love the Lord, I honestly think that there's more people that identify with that than a squeaky clean preacher. I think that by us sharing our stories to where it doesn't matter how fucked up our life is or crazy shit we're doing, if we can still wrap it back around to I have faith. I believe in God. I know he's been there with me every step of the way. Like I'm not your type of Christian, but I think I'm the right type of Christian. There's been more people that have talked to me about God and my faith than anything else. That and mental health. They don't give a fuck about my jokes. They don't give a fuck about the big titty bitches I have on this show. Somehow it always wraps around to me talking about mental health or God. And I don't see why that's a problem. Just because I'm not your type of Christian doesn't mean that I'm not God's type of Christian. doesn't mean I'm not exactly the way he made me. And the only reason why I really believe that is if I was living wrong and I wasn't doing what I feel is right, I wouldn't be getting rewarded all the time. There would be a lot of things in my life that would just be plummeting downhill. There was a, there was a, um, I mean, you and I have talked about this too. Um, there's a, there came a point in my life and I know that you hit this point in your life too, somewhere around radio, uh, scenes, radio time frame. But I realized, and I, I, maybe that's the wrong term. I came to terms with who I am. Yeah. I, I, for a long time searched and tried to figure out who the hell I am, who I wanted to be, who I'm supposed to be, who everyone else wanted me to be. And then somewhere along the way, I just go, no. And I I stopped looking. I stopped trying to plug and play and figure out who I was. And I just, I just like found it. I don't, I don't mean this in a sexuality way, but eventually we all come out of the closet. 
we all stop living a lie. We all stop being what everybody else wants us to be. Well, I shouldn't say well, that's we how all we grew stop. up, though. We grew yeah. up in a society where you had to fit in the pegs, and I did that. I, you know, I went to college and I got really and good job. Miserable. I had the house, I had the cars, and the vacations, and the dance recitals, and the you know, I did the, the whole thing. And I was yeah. like, I am, I am fucking miserable. Yep. Like God didn't put me here for this. I, there's Mm-mm. something else I'm supposed to be doing, you know. And, and thank God I, we figured it out because I. I would still be down that rabbit hole, just miserable. Well, I think when you start finding happiness, true fucking happiness. Joy. Joy. Being unapologetically happy. You don't just make your life better, but you make everyone around you better. And you start going down roads that you never saw that you were going to go down. It permeates. Yeah. Brooklyn will look that one up later. (laughs) She's a smart girl. You know what permeate means? No. Maybe she's not a smart girl. I'll look it up. We've been learning new words together. Yeah, we have. Well, the reason why I kind of bring some of this stuff up is the question that you asked a while ago when you were talking to Project K9 Hero, Jason. And like I could tell, and I might be wrong here. You can tell me if I was wrong. But when you were asking him about like why you started this, did you feel like it was too late in life to start this and all this other kind of thing? Like It seems like you're itching to do something different. Yeah, I just don't know what. Because everything that I was doing, I'm not doing anymore. Like, it doesn't feel right, but I know that there's something. I just don't, I don't know. It's going to come to you, dude. Well, and when, like, you spend so much time doing one thing, and then you get to the point where you realize, what the fuck? Like, that's not even what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, that's not where God wants me. And then you just feel like, then what's my purpose? So I just feel, like, super stagnant right now. It's and not It's, it's not going to come to you until it hits you like a ton of bricks. Yeah. You can you can wish, you can want. That's that, that, you that, that stagnation. That's that whenever you can smell that the rain's coming. You know what I'm talking about? When the flies are gathering on the screen door. Something, something's coming. Yeah. He's doing that cowboy shit he does, but he's right. Yeah. It's, the, it, uh, that's, it's that you know that it's coming. You just don't know what it is yet. Just prepare for it. Yeah. It's, you know, the fable with the two farmers. You heard that one, right? Two farmers prayed for rain, but only one of them went out and prepared his field for the rain that he wanted. Which one gets the rain, right? Right. I mean... Have the faith. What are you passionate about? <laughs> I'm passionate about talking about God. Like, that's yeah. my jam. And I love to do it because I know that I'm really good at it. I'm really good at reading something in the Bible, reinter- like interpreting it, and then going out there and talking about it. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm not used to being under the microscope. Okay, I'm not used to my relationship with God being under the microscope. So prior to the last, like, two years... I would talk about God here and there, yeah. but now that's like my sin. Like that is, that's yeah, my thing. And I'm like, that's what I want to talk about. That's where I want most of my attention to go. And now that I'm doing that, it's putting my relationship with God under the microscope. And I understand that that's a part of it, but because that's so precious to me, you don't have to allow it to be under tough. the microscope. You, you don't. I know. And I always remember this too. Thieves don't break into empty houses. So if you're putting something out there into the world, that's being received, if you don't get some hate or some bullshit thrown back at you, then you're probably not doing it the right way, and it's probably not affecting people. You want it to be where, like, it's... You agitate the fuck out of people. And I do. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) You've said something... Since we've been hanging out, you've said something that was funny to me, and you were like, I love God, but I like saying fuck. Oh, yeah, Yeah. they hate that. That's it. Listen. But it's so real. It may not be a song. There's a song in there somewhere, but that is a hook. And it's real. That's a that's a that's a real thing. So if you're looking yeah. for something, hey, 
What's the what's the one where the guy like the the like everything is flooded? Like the water is above above the level. This dude's sitting on a roof. Uh have you ever heard a story? Right? No. Okay, this is, my, this is one of my favorite stories. I just recently heard it too. Really? Like in the past month or so. All right. The guy loves God. He's a huge Christian. There's a huge flood coming to his town. And this guy comes up to him and says, hey, man, we're evacuating the town. You got to go. He said, no, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to hand it over to God. Flood comes. Water's rising. Dude's house is getting destroyed. Dude comes by in a boat. Says, hey, man, you, you want to get on the boat? You want to go? The guy says, no. He's like, I'm going to turn this over to God. I'm going to pray about it. Water rises even higher. Guy gets on the roof. Helicopter comes by. And guy says, hey, man, do you want to go with us? Like, come on. He's, guy says, no, I'm going to pray about it, and I'm going to turn it over to God. Guy drowns and dies. Gets to heaven. Gets in front of God. And God says, hey, I sent you two or three lifeboats to save your life. How come you didn't, how come you didn't take them? He's like, I was turning it over to you. And God said, I was using them for me. So, like, you, you never know where it's coming from. You, you never know. Like, you have to be you have to be so aware that if something feels right, and, like, you can't just wait for God to, say, to hear that voice. Sometimes it's the person sitting across from you. Sometimes it's a stranger. Sometimes it's literally a road fucking sign. Like, it could be anything. God is everywhere. You're an extension of God. And when you start getting people pushing back on you for your beliefs, it's not God telling you to chill the fuck out. That's not. That's the devil telling somebody else that's an extension of them that, oh, you're doing it wrong. Because remember this. You don't have to save everybody in the world. You don't have to mean something to everybody in the world. You're going to connect with one person at one point in time. And if you are able to put your belief and your faith and show them, that's the only life you were meant to affect. That's why I'm saying there's preachers in this world that are supposed to stand in a bullpit and every Sunday be squeaky clean and lead you right to heaven. And then there are people that are supposed to be battle-scarred, they're supposed to be broken, they're supposed to be bent, but they're supposed to still be marching forward because of their faith. And when you interact with the person you're supposed to interact with, you know, and then you get it and you're like, what I'm supposed to be doing. Just like when we talk about K9 Heroes, uh, 99 knows. Yep. You're going to reach the one person you're supposed to reach. Yeah. That's how it goes. You know, you can't. I've got a lot of fans on Twitter that are just not, not happy at me. They just don't like me. And I'm not here for them. I'm here for the people that do like me. Yeah. When I first started in radio, like literally, I think I, my first show was in August or September of like 19. My birthday happens to be, and I did not know this until I was working radio, my birthday is National Suicide Awareness Day. Mm -hmm. Wow. And without me working the radio and getting prep sheets, would have never known that. So that's right there is when I started talking about mental health, started talking about stuff. The first interview I ever had to do with a magazine or anything, they were asking me, like, hey, what do you want out of all of this? What, what is something that you want? And first thought that comes to your mind is, bitch, I want a bankroll. Like, I want all the money in the world. But then you think about it, it's like, if everything I've ever been through leads to me helping one person, one person, that is more valuable 
than anything else that you can ever receive. With this show, I, I got to a point where I got tired of having just social media personalities on here that were just, I always say, the big titty bitch shaking her ass can get a million views on anything. And I'm being funny about it, but at the same time, it's like, I've had to deal with those people coming on the show and not having nothing to offer the rest of the world. Like, like it's dad. not that they're a bad person at no. all. It's just they're they're fucking blah. Like, I know what I should be doing. I should be having real conversations because it doesn't matter if I get 10,000 downloads tomorrow or if I get 100. Yeah, We're shooting for that one person that needs to hear one thing on the show. And as long as you always do that, you're, fuck, you're a success. I feel like, too... Something so like me, I'm trying to navigate. Like, I just feel not better than anybody. I just feel like I'm on the like there was a switch that was flipped, and now I feel like I can't have like surface level conversations anymore. Like, I'm like shit is just too deep for me now, and that makes what do you mean it's too deep for you? Like, I don't know. Like, everything I want to talk about and share is just really deep. And I'm trying to figure out how to navigate that. So you mean having a meaningful conversation, right? And like connections with people too, like. Well, you know what you, you know what's finna happen for you then. You're what? finna weed out the people you don't need in your life. Yeah. You're finna weed out the conversations that don't matter. Like, it. Me and Cam have had conversations with no cameras on, no mics on, no nothing that mean a million dollars to me. Because I know Cam and me are supposed to be in the same room at the same time when those things happen. But Cam's done them to other people. I've done them to other people. You you kind of quit looking at stuff at face value and you start diving into to people. Mm-hmm. So like pretty much what I'm trying to say is when you have a chance to have those meaningful conversations, you're supposed to be having those meaningful conversations. And if you're annoyed by stupid-ass conversations that have no depth, that are just a waste of your time, you start being like, I'm good. I don't want to talk about this right now. Or even that even translates over to people. You'll, you'll figure out who's a waste of your time and who you're supposed to surround yourself with. Right. And the more you do that, the more you'll not that you're, you might not even be ready for your calling, whatever it is yet. But if you surround yourself by people that make you feel like you're moving in the right direction, it's like you're getting another credit in a class for you to graduate. And you just got to keep getting them credits till you're where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And then neither one of you talk. <laughs> well, that, it's too deep, you know? The only thing I would add to that is, if, um, I can't remember, I mean, everyone, a lot of people have said it in the literary world, but it's the destination. Uh, it's the journey, not the destination, right? Yeah, you got... So when you're getting all, like, like you feel so much pressure about trying to create something, don't. Uh, have an idea in mind of what you want to do. I, I don't know if I'm giving advice to you personally or just this is literally for anyone. When something feels too big for me to like discuss or go about or do anything about, I got to write stuff down. I got to like make some sort of a plan. And then I don't even do that plan. I literally just walk out and just go, all right, now that I got that on paper, it's off my chest. It's off my shoulders. Now I'm just going to go have fun with it. And I never plan... For the actual destination. I just hope that the journey takes me somewhere close to where I wanted to be. So just sitting down and talking to people, literally like we're doing right now, you've already taken the first step and you don't even know it. And like anyone would, just start talking about stuff with people. Go take that trip. 
go out to that bar that is random. Like, get off the couch. Go get off your phone. Go do some random thing that you didn't think that you'd be doing tonight. And you will be shocked at where you find yourself. Because oh, I shit yeah. you not. I was in the I was very down on myself. And I reached out to Josh like over two years ago. And I just said, Hey man, I love what you're doing. Dude, I'm so proud of everything that you got going on. And he was like, Come hang out. And I I brought you some records. You did. And like a football jersey. And I was like, Let's do this. And then we literally just sat there and planned our next hangout. Not anything what we're supposed to do, like what we wanted to do, what we wanted to talk about, what we wanted to like like where we wanted to go, nothing. We just said, let's be in a room together on Tuesday. And yep. we were like, yep. And that was all we needed to know that we really weren't we really were serious about like hanging out together and doing cool stuff together. Well when you when you random. St- yeah, when you start to feel like and it's hard to, to say, like I really didn't used to believe in vibrations and shit. But when you start to feel like a rhythm to people. Yeah. Like when you're around them, like you feel better. Every situation is better. Like this is the best example I can give anybody. If I was around the wrong people and like me and Cam and David McMahon would have went and watched Will Mosley last week on Monday. If I was around the wrong people, somebody would have got pulled over. We would have got an open container. We would have got a flat tire. Yep. Something bad would have happened. Like, nothing would have ran smoothly. When you're around the people you're supposed to be around, everything starts running smoothly. And it's just everybody's, they're humming at the same fucking level. The main thing that fucks a lot of people, they said it earlier on the show before this. Forcing it. Like, you can't force it. And then on top of it, you really can't. I can't tell, like, if somebody doesn't fit, I got to get them fucking gone. I can't. Like, I cannot have somebody who doesn't fit anymore. You got to let them go. And when your circle gets to the point where everybody in your circle is trying to be successful, that where everybody in your room teeters back and forth from who is the smartest, who is the most successful, who's making the most money, and nobody's envious of whoever's on top at that time, you're going to win. I always love saying I want to be the least successful person in a room. Because that means everybody around me I can learn from. Mm-hmm. You got to get rid of, like, the fucking hangers on. You got to get rid of the people that, you know, I, I would never, ever say that I help Cam with anything that he's doing. Because I, I do not believe whatsoever. But I think I probably made him more comfortable about chasing yes. some of those things. It was a mentality. So yeah. it went from us just hanging out and doing stuff to going, like, oh, yeah, these dreams and these plans, like I was talking about writing down plans, not knowing where I was going to go, how I was going to do it. It became real to me when I had one person, one person that I grew up with. We we're sh- like shooting the shit and playing golf, and on like we're almost done playing. Like it's seventeenth hole, and we looked at each other and we were like, dude, we just we just got bigger ideas than everyone else. And that's when I knew exactly where I needed to go and what I needed to do. And I just found my direction by not forcing it. Yeah. And everyone needs that. Everyone needs that that one opportunity to where you go, damn, that was the turnaround. That was the spot where I had no idea. Well, you want people, whether it's... One person. Yeah, you just need one person to believe in you. You need one person to be like, hey, if that's a crazy idea, then I'm crazy too, dude. 
like I think you ought to fucking do it. Like I, I'm here to support you. When you do, there's too many people that are like, I'll use songwriting as an analogy on this. There's too many people that are like, that's a horrible idea. I'll never say it. But <laughs> but it's eating them alive to fucking say it. But if you were in a writer's room and you're trying to create some real art, people that are really good at what they do, and I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the artists and writers I've been around. They're going to tell you to throw out every fucking idea that sticks. And one out of a thousand is going to be good. Literally. Like, you, but that you have to be around people that support you and be like, I need to hear your ideas. I need to hear what you want to do with your life. And then when you find it, I'm your fucking fan, dude. Like, I'm going to support you. I'm going to be there. I'm going to try to make everything better for you. If you're surrounded by people, it's like, I don't know. That's fucking stupid. And like, where me and Cam's from, I will guarantee you if Cam would have went to everybody in our county and said, I'm going to try out for Big Brother. Or I would have went to every one of them and say, hey, I want to be on radio and I want to host a podcast and all this kind of shit. 99.9% of them would have been like, I wish you the best. Good luck, bro. Good luck. That, but it's, they don't have you. Like you got to find people that have you that really are fucking there for you. And it only takes one. We talk about that 99, 99 and one. I had a thousand people. I say a thousand. That's, that's over exaggeration. But anyone that I actually talked to with... Hey, Coop's said, getting beers. Y'all need one? I do. Okay. I'm good. Anytime that I ever had the opportunity to tell someone what my dream was, and I told them, it was like trying to teach a dog trigonometry. They were just like... It was, it was foreign to them to even think that big. They were like, I don't know, man. I got bills and I can't... I got to do this thing. You know, I was like... Shut the thank you, Coop. I was like, you just gotta Appreciate it. You just gotta go, dude. Like I can't I can't be here anymore being miserable and living your dream. Like I, I just can't do it anymore. And they just it was beyond their grasp. Yeah. And then I met like one or two people that were like, No, dude, you got it. You got a thing that you can actually you can't Dude. teach personality. And yeah, you can actually do this thing it. you're talking about. I could see you doing it. And I go, holy shit. Like, you know, whereas I was the lone wolf. <laughs> now, I, now I was like, could it be a pack of people that actually not only are like wishing me gr- the best, which every church bulletin wishes you the best. Oh, yeah. Right? But one person that was like, nah, dude, you fuck, I'm behind you whatever you need i want to do this thing with you and i was like oh my god that gave me strength so if you have if all you can do is literally support someone's dream by telling them that they can do it and you 100 percent believe in them that is that's one of the best things you can give not money not time not just literally look at someone and say you you can definitely do this i could see you doing this and that's all Boom, they'll take off. That's all it needs. And the main thing, like he even just said, was like a church built bulletin is going to tell you like, oh, yeah, we're praying for you. But they're praying for their dreams for you. You got to find people that pray for your dreams for you. Like you you have to be around people that, man, this might sound crazy, but it's okay. Like, well, fuck it. Let's do it together. There's not enough people that do that. That's why our circle that we run with, songwriters, people like Cam, that's cause Cam can write a song. But he, he's an artist. He's he's a personality. You're a personality. Like, I don't just be like, hey, Brooklyn, come fucking do something for any reason. 
Like, I know you have this bigger personality inside you. I can teach you how to lift weights. I can teach you how to, to read an ad. I can teach you all this other kind of shit. But I cannot teach you how to have a fucking personality. You can't teach speed and you can't teach personality. It's true. Yeah. You're being super quiet, dude. I know. Why are you being so quiet? I don't know. She's you're like ne- soaking it in. You're never like, quiet. And this is what I, I was I was bullshitting, but I think you're on the precipice. I think you're like right there at that time when you're literally about to find out what you should yeah. probably be doing. I've been, I feel like I've been quiet for a while though. Like, this is not the first time I've come and hung out with you, Josh, and been quieter. Uh, you've been, you, you usually talk your ass off. You not talked on the way to the liquor store earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've just, I can't say a lot on the podcast. Why can't and, you say a lot on podcast? Well, there's just a lot of shit that I've gone through privately that I haven't even told, I don't even think I've told you about. And, like, to be honest, because I've always been so fucking vulnerable with everybody, like, that's what I do. I share my life. I share everything that I've gone through. And because I've gone through shit that I can't talk about yet. I got you. Or don't know how to talk about yet. Like, I haven't figured out how to navigate it. It almost makes me feel like, well, then I can't talk about anything. Because this big part of my life that's happened, like, in the private that I can't even talk about. Yeah. That's altered everything about me, honestly. So I kind of feel like, fuck. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Does that sound crazy? It's like this no. big part of my life that I'm not able to share, but this big part of my life is literally why I am who I am now. It sounds like you're transitioning. It just, yeah. Like it sounds like you're growing. And I just don't know how to navigate it yet. So no one does. I don't want to talk about shit that I'm not like, I don't know. I'm used to talking about shit. That I feel like I have a grasp on too, like I'm. Well, yeah, well, I'll the, go. the the idea is so abstract. It's like teaching someone how to be a great parent. Yeah, I I can't I can't do that. I can yeah. sh- tell you about what I do, but I have no clue how to give like a seminar on being a good dad. Absolutely, same. I am a great dad to my kid. Yeah, I know that for a fact. And it's the exact same thing like you're like you're thinking right now is you have no idea how to share what you've gone through. And I didn't know how to share. I've shared some things with Josh about my military, you know, the army things that, I, that I've encountered. Um, but I only resonate and I only feel comfortable literally talking about those things with the guys that I that I did those things with in the army. And that is all that I think that you're going to find pretty soon is you don't know how to share it, and you talk about not knowing how to navigate it, all you have to do is find those people that you have felt comfortable talking with about these things and figure out the formula in which it took you to get to that point to talk to them and then find a way to just kind of ease yourself into that and telling someone else about it, someone that you're comfortable with, like me, someone like Josh, or whoever else that you're comfortable with. Don't put it on like record you know what i mean just like have that conversation with someone as a practice and you go wow i i think i really could actually talk about this because the more that i actually talked about the things that i went through the more comfortable i was sharing them things and i didn't feel so foreign trying to explain myself to people Mm -hmm. i felt that the more that i talked about it the smoother my delivery was and people were less uncomfortable with me talking about it, and they were more receptive. 
usually the uncomfortable conversations are the ones that need to be had. Oof. And like the thing is, the more you talk about something that's uncomfortable, the more that it becomes comfortable. Like I know, and it's, I, it's practice. I, yeah, I've said it a million times on this show, and I've said it a million times to my friends. Like back in 2010, when I had a, a suicide attempt, I know now, looking back at it, that I had to go through it because it was something I had to talk about so much to where I took the taboo out of it. To where, like, even when some people talk about that with mental health, they get all like clammy, that, and like, and rightfully so, by the way. But with me, it's not taboo to me anymore. It's a second, second fucking language. I used to would have looked at you and be like, I, I had, I, I had a suicide attempt back in 2010, and this is what happened. And now it's like, hey, by the way, I tried to off myself in yeah. 2010, like, and. What happens when you get that? When you get that, you start reaching people in a way that's like, this is exactly my purpose. Sometimes your pain and your purpose, everybody's always looking for their purpose, but in my mind, your purpose is you. Everything that you've ever done has led you to your purpose. You're part of your fucking purpose. And if you kind of just like veer away from that a little bit or you go against it, I mean, I, everybody in here, as far as I know, believes in the good Lord. Everybody's felt that that call to go up and get saved and baptized. Everybody's felt that at some point in time. Like when you're doing something you're not supposed to or you're veering away in life away from what you know that you're supposed to be doing, the good Lord got a good way of reminding your ass. Mm -hmm. And it usually comes in ways that, like with me, I'm hard-headed as fuck. Good Lord knew I was hard-headed. So he don't give shit to me like gentle. He don't give stuff to me that's like, oh, maybe that's what he means. No, he's right. like, hey, this is what the fuck I mean, hardhead. <laughs> like, on the, you're on going- the analogy, like if you'd have been sitting on the roof and, and some dude come by with a boat, yeah. the dude would be like, get your ass in the boat yeah, it right been- now. God yeah. would have known what to send to you. <laughs> yeah, he would have been like, it Jesus, would not have been nice. like Jesus Fisherman written on the side of the boat. Would yes. have been the name of the boat. That's how blatantly he gives me my shit. Neon flashing sign. Yeah, get, just a big cross in, on there. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and us as humans, of course we're going to fail with that, though. Like, you have to you have to realize that whether you believe in God, the universe, whatever the fuck you believe in, really, you believe in it for a reason. Even those people that don't believe in God, don't believe in the universe, they think that when you die, nothing happens. They're passionate about their beliefs, but they're passionate because of a reason. Like that's where you have to kind of respect everybody that's different from you because they're just as passionate about their beliefs. But with me, I'm hardheaded. I know that when I'm getting a, a message from him, it ain't come for this like tonight. This is a message from him, but it's a, it's a message as a reminder, and I know that now. To where it's like, just remember, you struggle with thinking you should change stuff up. You struggle with thinking. Hey, let's get some more of these big personalities have nothing to say on the show. But I'll guarantee this will happen. I'll put this show out on Wednesday morning. By Wednesday night, somebody has messaged you, Cam, or me, and it will be, this is exactly what I needed to hear when I needed to hear. Every time. Every time. Yeah. But it's me being true to me. As long as you're being true to you, that's all that matters. Like, those uncomfortable things, that's yourself saying, hey, we got to make this more comfortable for us. Like that's that's all it is. Like it's your body knowing if it was. There's a difference in uncomfortable 
and there's a and just not supposed to be there just not supposed to be part of it fear like all the rest of this stuff like i i love uncomfortable to be real with you some of the best conversations and the best moments in my life have been from people opening up to me about uncomfortable things in their life yeah hey, you can't don't don't fear the uncomfortable welcome it dude we talked about we talked about your attempt and what i went through like on our first really big conversation oh, in the yeah. studio. Like I, it was the first day. I remember we talking about and you were like, you need to write that down. That's a country song. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so yeah, no, it no one knows how to do shit until you do it. Yeah. You're lost in this world, literally. You're lost until you're found. There's no in between. There's no oh, I kind of found myself. There's no nothing else. You're lost until you're found. But once you're found, you're home. You know, I've always said this, and I kind of like to, to bring it to, like, relationship stuff. Growing up, every old man or old woman I ever met, when you ask them why they married their old lady or married their husband, before social media, before all the rest of this bullshit for everything, they'd always say, when you know, you know. I didn't know what fuck that meant. But literally, for everything in my life, I now know what that means. That when you're in a situation, you know that you're supposed to be there. Like you might not have won the war yet, but you won a lot of little battles on the way to getting there. You're supposed to fucking be there. And it's evident. The only person that will fight that is yourself. You gotta put the work in. Yeah. You, you just got to, you got to get over your own fear of you. You know what's the scariest thing to a lot of people? And I bet you Cam went through this going on that show. There's a lot of people that are scared of success because they've had a lot of failures in their life and they're scared to death that this is going to be another failure. There's nothing worse than going into something trying not to fail. Yeah. You will. You will. Yeah. If you go into it knowing that you have an op opportunity to succeed or some ramification of that, like there's something else that's going to happen outside of failure, a learning opportunity, uh, a, a, an opportunity at, at best, meeting someone, yeah. um, witnessing to someone. Doing, like, there's something to be had in every situation. If you go into it with that positive mindset, something's going to happen. Yeah, if, if and you, it ain't failure. Yeah, if you stop looking at situations as there's a reason for you to fail or there's a chance you'll fail, start looking at it as learning experiences. Start looking at it as, oh, shit, this is what was supposed I like, even though if I... If, well, I'm just going to use Cam because he was actually in a contest. I've never been in a contest. If Cam would have won that contest with Big Brother and had no validation for self afterwards, it would have been a failure to him. But walking away from it, he's a different person. He's a more confident person. Like it's, He didn't have to win to get what he was supposed to get out of that to make him a better person. Like you, 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 you have the choice of viewing or doing your failures, treating them as stepping stones. Or you can look at them like, oh, I'm just going to sulk and be fucking sad because something didn't go my way. Or look at it as, damn, what lesson was I supposed to learn from this? What was I supposed to take from this? And that's when you get like, that's when you start having that mindset. You can't fail, no matter what you do. No matter what you do. Well, uh, I think that's good. I think that's good for this episode. Um, you guys, that was deep. We got fucking deep quick. I love oh, that. Shit. There's nothing better than deep shows. Let's me. go, baby. There's nothing better. I like than deep. I like turning it loose on some on some uh, on some deep action. See, that's where see, in Brooklyn, 
Next time, we're going to get you a little bit more calmer. Because you're good. You're great at this. Look how fancy yeah. she looks, bro. I know. Look she looks just so this. elegant. Ew. Anyway. anyway. All right. Well, uh, thank both of y'all for coming. Drop your social medias, and let's get the fuck out of here. Cameron.h.bb25 currently on Instagram. Probably going to change it. I think I'm Cameron Harden 44 on TikTok. That's going to be... Uh, yeah, we're about to do some TikTok stuff right now, right? Yeah, we're finna do some stuff right now, but this won't come out till Wednesday. Cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. All right, Brooklyn, drop yours. I don't even fucking know. Hold Cam, on. you say right. goodbye because I'm about to piss my pants after she gets done. And Coop, when she get when he gets done talking, hit stop. Brooklyn Parton two on TikTok. Say that's it again. Brooklyn Parton. That's P A R T E N two on TikTok. Brooklyn Katie with a D K A D I E on Facebook. Right on, brother. Right on. Hey, listen. Always an amazing time. Um, Brooklyn, you're amazing. I love you so much. Always a good time. You're going to catch your shit. I'm excited. Josh, love you, brother. He's in there taking a whiz right now. But hey, man, always love having some deep conversations. Always good stuff. Once again, you're listening to the Josh Trey Podcast. I'm Cameron. It's been an absolute pleasure. We look forward to talking to you guys later on. Thank you all.